Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What the Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another Now What Wednesday today. It is November, friends. We are in the final stretch. This is our second last co-hosted episode of the season. Have you enjoyed them? I have so much. It's been so much fun bringing on friends from various phases of my life to sit with me and co-host the show and give me an opportunity to share some of my own personal stories and knowledge and do some teaching um, and, and coaching along the way. So today on the show, my lovely friend Nikki, or official <laughs> official name is Nikita, is going to be my co-host today. She and I met through a mutual friend at a party and just hit it off ever since then. And so what she wanted to talk to us about today was networking, seeing that that is kind of how she and I met through you know, somebody bringing a group of people together and, and we connected that way and stayed in touch, became friends. And I worked with her and she's been a client of mine and it's been fantastic. So if you are somebody who feels like your network has shrunken over the last little while, especially because of virtual working and working from home and not being out there at networking events as much as you used to, and that you feel like you need to expand your network, this is a good episode to listen to. So let's learn a little bit about Nikki. She has an HBA from Ivy Business School, and she is a marketing consultant for small to medium-sized businesses who are looking for strategic marketing support. She has retail and service business experience and specializes in email marketing and all digital communication. So without further ado, let's get to today's Now What? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just, blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question now what hey friends are you having a i just feel sluggish now what moment me too and when i'm feeling a little low and need to pick me up i turn to the arbon 30 days to healthy living program to help me reset it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. The 30 Days to Healthy Living acts as a reset in establishing healthy habits so you can get more energy and feel fit with clean vegan nutrition. Arbonne's mission is to empower people to flourish with sustainable healthy living. So the 30 Days to Healthy Living set and program are specifically designed to do just that. It helps you identify foods that might not be serving your body well while you focus on adding nutrient-dense, plant-based whole foods into your daily routine, creating sustainable habits for a healthy lifestyle that lasts. 
So if you want to get started on your path to healthy living with our number one nutrition set featuring nine plant-powered products that make healthy living easy, head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and click on the Healthy Living tab and check out the program. Join me each month as I help dozens of people feel fit and their best with this amazing program. It's definitely not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And if you want to live well and feel fit, join us on the next 30 Days to Healthy Living. So head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com, check out that Healthy Living tab, and let's help you go from feeling sluggish to feeling great. Well, hello, Nikki. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be having this co-hosted episode with you today. She's joining me to interview me, which is always a treat. You know, it's the first Wednesday of the month, and that's what's been going on all season. We've had so much fun with all the guests um, who have turned into co-hosts and uh, me actually being a guest on my own show. So it's been fantastic. Nikki decided to step in and co-host with me this month, and uh, we're super excited about this topic, which is all about networking. And that is exactly how Nikki and I met. Nikki, do you remember exactly the circumstances of how you and I met? We were at a dinner. I was thinking about this. I think it was like, it was like the 88th floor or something. I can't remember exactly where it was, but yeah, we went for this dinner with a mutual connection that I actually met through networking. I met her at a lean in event and she hosted an event and you and I hit it off immediately and then we started having dinners after that, where you introduced me to Arbon, and eventually it just became more than a sales connection and actually a friendship. Yeah, exactly. We were at Panorama, which was the 88th floor of the Manulife building in Toronto. And I had met this person also through networking. And I believe, if memory serves me, it was actually her birthday dinner. Yes, it was. And she just decided to invite a bunch of you know single women in the city to her birthday events and none of us knew each other. I think you might've known one other person there. I knew no one other than the host. And I didn't even know her all that well. Like, I think I had met her maybe once or twice before that. So when the invitation came in, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, it's her birthday. I don't know her very well, but sounds like fun. Let's go. And it turned out to be a fantastic night. And yeah, you and I totally hit it off and stayed connected after that. So super grateful that that is how our friendship uh, started. And we've we've worked together on a couple of things. You've been a client of mine through Arvon, as you mentioned, and and a little bit of mentorship and stuff mixed in for good measure too. So it's been fantastic. Yeah, so it's think, been a great run. Yeah. So this is like the perfect topic for you and I to talk about because we literally experienced it and and how we met. So I'm going to shut up for now. I'm going to hand the reins over to you, Miss Co-host, and let you set up this episode. Okay. Well, on that, on the note of how we met, I didn't actually realize it was your second time meeting this person because it was also this, it was the same for me where I barely knew her. And when she was like, it's my birthday, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. But it was, it was, it was a great way to bring to bring a network together and to build an amazing team of women and to mm-hmm. great create great connections. And so with that, the first couple times after like that we met a lot, I guess the basis of our conversation was let me introduce you to Arbon because we bonded over the fact that you were an entrepreneur and I had the 
the, I was attracted to entrepreneurship, but didn't really know early in my career how to do that, how to kind of mingle the two and how to basically create my own income. So I wanted to know in your twenties and in your thirties, actually, let's start with your twenties. Mm-hmm. How did you start to build that connection that you built with me where it wasn't, I guess, objective focused, but more about connecting with the individual and getting to know them before it became almost like, can you help me with this? Or can you help me with that? Like, a, like that kind of let's help each other scratch each other's back connection. Yeah. So when I was in my twenties, I was like full into my corporate career of marketing and advertising, which was an amazing industry to be in. And there's a lot of people and there's a lot of events and there's lots of functions and even travel. And so there was never a shortage of people to be introduced to, connected with, you know, different clients you would meet, you would meet different production houses, depending on what kind of what project you were working on. Was there some, was there a TV element? Was there, you know, print? Were we going on a photo shoot? Like you just literally had a plethora of people that you were meeting on an everyday basis. So in my twenties, the majority of all the new people that I met were very, very focused in the industry that I worked in. And so it was kind of like, we all just kind of swam in the same pool and just started bumping into all each, each other over and over again at different events, different functions. And you just start noticing people like, oh, hi, I met you last time. Nice to meet you again. And, and you just start forming these, you know, organic bumps as like I call to, I like to call them and which build over time to the point where you're like, oh, let's actually have a conversation. Right. So you just kind of made this assumption like, oh, yeah, I'll just see them at the next party or whatever. But then there was always those few people who really hit it off with. And you're like, okay, let's let's actually connect. Let's talk. Let's, you know, swap numbers. It's kind of like dating. Right. And and do it that way. I wasn't really intentional in building my network outside of the industry at the time, because that's what I was laser beam focused on. And I had a really big, wide network of friends coming out of university that in, in my mind at the time was, was more than I needed. Like I wasn't like, like I didn't need, I wasn't looking to create new friends really at that point. Cause I still had so many coming out of my university days that I barely had time to see anyways, that, you know, all of the connections and the people that, and the new friends that I were me- I was meeting were all within my industry. So that's where majority of people who are just starting out in the career are likely going to be cultivating the most relationship. It's the people you spend the most time with. And back then, when you're in the office and you're working nine to nine grind, those are the people you're hanging out with like 24 seven. So what happened when you left a job? So say, for example, I, I know you've had a couple jobs. I don't know your whole history of, of agency world that you've been in. But when you left, say, that first job out of university that you kind of started cultivating those connections with, what happened to the people there? Did you keep up with them because it was still agency life and you needed those contacts or did you start to drift? It's a little bit of a mix of of two, right? Like you obviously are not super close with every single former coworker that you had from your past job as you move into your next one because who's got the time for that, right? And And sometimes naturally the relationship of circumstance kind of kicks in is like, I'm friends with this person because we 
physically happen to be in the same environment at the same time. Whereas, so when you're like moving to your next job, you tend to take a few with you, but leave the rest because that's just naturally what you're capable of doing. You hold on to a handful of friendships, bring, port them over to wherever you're going next. And those, you know, start becoming your, your, your new friends that don't work with you, but you used to work with. And they kind of have this like own little subcategory. And then you start cultivating some new friendships with the new people at the new office because community matters and you need to like get in with all the new peeps. So you can't do that if you're always going to be hanging out with, you know, past friends from other places. So it's a little bit of a mix of both. You you do drop some, but you also, you know, bring some along for the ride. Understood. And what happens when you leave the industry? You feel like your entire world has just bottomed out. Because <laughs> then you realize, oh my goodness, I just spent, you know, 15, 20 years hanging out with the same people. And now I'm in a space that is very, very different. And I don't necessarily want to be around all those people anymore. My mindset has shifted. I want different things. And so when I moved into entrepreneurship, I was like, I need to meet some new people who think differently because employee mindset is also very counter to entrepreneurship mindset. And if I wanted to grow in my entrepreneurship life, well, then I needed to hang around people who were doing that life too. And so at the time it was like, I, like, I felt like I like lost, not that I lost. Yes. I still had friends and I still have, you know, relationships with lots of people from the industry that I used to be in, but it, it was not the intensive connections and ability to talk about things too, because I was literally speaking Spanish to them when I was talking about what was going on with my business and what I wanted to do and the dreams and the things, because they were not filtering it through that, that lens of like entrepreneurship. They were filtering it through the lens of I'm an employee. I show up to my job every day. And so what I was saying was like Spanish to them. And what they were saying was like, I'm like, I don't get that anymore. That's not my, those are not, that's not where I want to go. And so you do feel a little bit lost and lonely, to be honest, like in the beginning of, of transitioning out of one thing into the other thing, it, there's definitely a feeling of lonely and that, you know, no one. Did you have one person that kind of explained well, you explained so well to me and you and I've had separate conversations about this because I have felt that same loneliness when you do the pivot between being your own boss from being an employee and that mind shift of like, you're not a nine to five or you're like a, like a hundred percent all the yeah. time. Where's my money coming from? Yeah. I need to know where my next paycheck's going to come from. So was there anyone in your life that you were able to find from your past relationships or your past networking in those 15 years at agency that helped you bridge that gap? Or did you find that you bridged it for yourself through, I guess, just learning and experiencing and understanding it for yourself? I knew a few entrepreneurs before I decided to get into that space, you know, family members, you know, own businesses, you know, my one of my uncles had a grocery store, other people had, you know, dabbled in various things like they were professionals in the sense of like, they were chiropractors or physical therapists, or, you know, they did a thing, but and then they created their business around it. So I knew some people in the entrepreneurship space, but not many, and certainly not many my age who were doing it 
also as like a second act, right? Because some entrepreneurs literally like, they just know from the very beginning, this is what they want to do. And they don't go down that career route. I was like shifting gears. I was doing like a hard, hard one, not like 180 degree, uh, you know, direction shift. And so I didn't know a lot of people who were doing what I was doing. And, and it was challenging for sure, because then that's where that loneliness is coming from because you're like, Oh, like, who do I talk to? What do I do? Thankfully, you know, I did have a great mentor when I started my business who was literally, you know, the guide for me of, of what to do and, and who to reach out to. And, and, and she was a great mentor, but literally I just had to kind of start from zero and start cultivating new relationships and networking in different spaces to find those other people who, you know, wanted, who wanted to do what I wanted to do, or was also in transition or had done what I want to do. And then I could like connect and sponge. And that's why I joined, you know, signed up for this networking app, really, which is how I met that friend of or that mutual friend of ours is through an app that connected, you know, professionals who wanted to expand their network. And so I'm like, let's just go meet some people. It's interesting because when you look back, you go, of course, like you just have to find your new circle. But when you're in it, it's very, it's very difficult to figure out how you pivot and how you find those friends. So I know you mentioned an app, but was there like one specific event or one place where you were like, this was, was the pivoting point for me to find people in a different circle? No, I think for me, it was going to lots of different events, meeting lots of different people. And just kind of just like putting yourself out there. And the thing with networking events is they're big, they're loud, and there's lots of people and everyone's there with a bit of an agenda, obviously, like they're there to network too. And some people are, you know, better at it than others. Some people have been just started to network. And so they kind of, you know, vomit all this information on you as you stand there with your your cocktail and your little appetizer and others are a little bit more skilled at it and and understand like like we're not pitching in the moment here. And so I was meeting all sorts of different people at different events and it can be super super overwhelming to the point where you're like, "Oh my gosh, like I just yeah, yes, I just met like 100 people, but I didn't get to know 100 people." And so that's when I started realizing that yes, you, while you go to all of these events, your, your goal at the end of the day is not to collect as many business cards as possible or not to hand out as many business pos- cards as possible. It's to kind of narrow in on a few key conversations with other people who are giving you the energy and the vibe that you're looking for. Even if you actually didn't necessarily have a long conversation with that person, but you got to observe them talking to other people and how they did it and, and their approach and what, you know, how other people felt around that person um, was the things that I started looking for. And so even if I had a very short conversation with them, I just felt like, okay, this is somebody who I want to follow up with. This is somebody who is worth my time in actually getting to know. And so the objective was no longer is like, how many business cards can I collect at the end of the night or give out? It's like, I want to walk out of this room with three solid connections that I feel like I had a really good conversation with. I connected with them on some level beyond the the hellos, hi, nice to do you and what do you do and what do you sell? 
And then let's, let's take this outside of this space where we can actually get to know each other and, and, and swap life career stories. So then that became my goal was no longer trying to meet everybody, but just focusing in on meeting a handful that you really clicked with. Kind of like the dinner party that you and I went to. I have no memory of any of the other people from that, from that dinner um, <laughs> because I wasn't trying to make friends with everybody at the table. I was making friends with two, three who were in my conversational proximity. So tell me about that, because I think that's a pivotal piece that a lot of people in their 20s and their 30s are still trying to learn, right? Like you go to a networking event and it's so intimidating. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you go alone and sometimes you go with a friend. And if you go with a friend, sometimes you stick to the friend because that's your security blanket Mm -hmm. and that's natural. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about who did you go with to the networking event? And then we can talk about now that you found your three people, what do you do after that? I generally would go by myself or I would go to something that somebody I know invited me to. So at the most I knew, I definitely knew maybe the host or whoever the organizer was because they've invited me to the event or someone told me, Hey, I'm going to this one. Why don't we meet up for a drink before and have a chat and then we'll go together even though, but with the intention of not, you know, pairing up and hanging out with that person all night for sure. So yeah, going by yourself as as scary as it is, is actually helpful in your networking exercise because then you're forced to have conversations with other people and not just sit there with your friend and chit chat and like hang out all night. You know each other already. (laughs) The purpose of going to a networking event is to meet new people. And so I would intentionally not gather a group of friends to go to networking events I would purposefully choose to just head out there on my own, which to some sounds terrifying because going places by yourself and not knowing other people in the room is like a fate worse than death for them. But it's kind of what you have to do because you will, you know, hang out with your friend all night if if the opportunity allows you to. So in order to make that not possible, I just didn't go with any friends and I would go and make a new friend really, really quickly. <laughs> that I, I agree with you. I agree. I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, where I will talk to that friend if I go. So I openly just, I sign up alone. I'll tell my friends like, hey, I'm going to this event. But if I really want to go to a networking event, I think will be great professionally or personally for me. Mm-hmm. I sign up alone. And you will find a friend faster than faster than you ever thought possible because you're like, oh my gosh, I want to sit next to someone for like yeah. the main portion of the event or something. And so it really, it forces you to open up. And I think after the second or third one you do alone, you're like this, a part of you is just like, this is normal. It doesn't feel awkward. It just becomes your new normal that this is what you do. Would you agree with that? Yes. And And then you also go to events knowing that you're likely already going to know a handful of people because you've been now networking regularly. You've been turning in, you know, certain circles and the probability a few of your acquaintances are likely going to be at that event anyways. So you, you have a little bit of a, Hey, at least I can go sit with this person during the speaker thing or whatnot, but really 
both knowing or, you know, those other people there are also there to do the same thing you do. So they're not expecting you to be attached to their hip or want you to be attached to their hip all night. You have like these little check-ins and then like, Hey, how's it going? And you eat a little something. And then you're like, okay. And I'm off. I do remember one time going to a networking event with a friend. I told her, this is the event that I'm going to. We had been trying to meet up for quite a while. I said, you know, just, do you want to come? And she said, yes. And uh, so we both, she, you know, met me at my place. We jumped in a taxi and went on to this networking event. And she, at the end of the night, got really upset with me (laughs) because I left her at the bar to go and talk to some other people. And she didn't tell me that instantly in the moment. Like it wasn't until like months and months, months later that I, you know, was noticing a little, you know, energy vibe off of her. I'm like, is something wrong? And she's like, I have to tell you, like, I was, I was really upset that, you know, you just abandoned me. I'm like, but we were at a networking event. Right. And so that's the other thing. It's like, if you do decide to go with someone to an event, you just need to be really clear and upfront with the expectations of both sides of like, okay, yeah, we're going to hang out for a little while and and chit chat and catch up which is great but i i am going to go and talk to new people and i would hope that you would also want to go and talk to new people as a business owner yourself so if you do decide to actually go to events with friends or people that you know you just need to make sure that you're on the same page and you both want the same thing out of the night that that's a very good point now yeah i did the same thing to my sister she was like we're not hanging out all night i'm like oh I didn't, I I could hang out with you at home. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, oh, okay. But you know, it ended up being the best for both of us, but it made me realize you you have to set your intention so Mm -hmm. that everyone's on the same page. So I think that's a great piece of feedback. I'm going to pivot slightly here and say, now, now we've been to the networking event. Mm -hmm. Now we met our three people. I'm asking you personally about this because during the pandemic, I definitely fell off the track of keeping up with everybody. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, ooh, network down to zero or not zero, but you lose people. Low numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Critical low numbers. numbers. Like all of your, all of your like cultivating of people that you met at networking events, it dwindles when you don't keep up with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, how do you, 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 let's say you met three people at an event. You went to the, went to this event last night. What do you do with the three people and how do you cultivate that into a couple years of friendship or, or to like make them a lifelong networking person in your life? I instantly connect with them on whatever social channels they are on. So LinkedIn, Instagram, even Facebook, if that's, you know, a platform that they use, um, I connect with them there so that I can also do some digging and investigating. Um, and I, and I hope that they're also doing some digging and investigating about me too, right? Like the whole reason I invite people to Instagram is so I can kind of check out what they're like and for them to actually, you know, open the window and see a little bit into my world so that we can see if like, Hey, do I really like her energy and her vibe? Cause it's really hard to judge sometimes off of just one evening. And so, inviting people to follow you on a, your social network key right like that's where people's true personalities and and stuff come forward so i do that i always send an email 
if I, if I got their email or a text message, depending on, you know, what we exchange. And if we didn't, then I'll send them a message on that platform and been like, it was really great to connect with you, you know, looking forward to, you know, learning more about you and, you know, seeing where we can possibly collaborate in the future. And if we didn't get a chance to actually have a half decent conversation, which normally is not the case, because either the music is super, super loud, or there's, you know, tons of other people you don't really get to have like deep, meaningful conversations at, at networking events all the time. So I'll send a message been like, hey, are you open to jumping on, you know, a Zoom and doing a life and career swap call and, and just swapping stories? And as soon as you do that, they'll be like, yeah, let, let's let's do that. From there, once you actually start knowing more about the person, well, then you can decide for yourself, is, is this somebody who is a potential customer for me? now that they've told me things about them and I'll, I'll be like, Oh, all right. So she's in the market for X, Y, I, I sell, you know, X and Y. So now I'm going to introduce that to that person. Or maybe once you share something about you, they're like, Oh, I know somebody who actually is, you know, blah, 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 blah. Let me introduce you to that person. So sometimes when you're connecting and meeting people, the intention is not necessarily for that connection to be the end result being a sale or a collaboration or whatnot. Sometimes it's literally just the jump off point for the next connection and the next introduction. If there isn't anything in the moment that either of you need from each other, but you continue to cultivate that relationship, things change, life happens. They, they, they maybe weren't in the market for that in the moment, but who knows a year down the line, or maybe I wasn't in the market for that at the moment, but Hey, guess what? I now need to make an email list. Who am I going to call all that person who is, you know, the email marketing specialist and can help me get that going. So then you remember like, Oh, who have I met who do those things? I'm now in the market for that. Let me reach out to that person and see where they're at. Are they even still doing that? Uh, have they moved on? What's going on? So it's, Yes, it feels like your network has imploded after a little, a long time of no reach outs, no connections, but it's very easy to like reestablish and rebuild that relationship just simply by reaching out. Right. And if you, if it falls on deaf ears and they don't respond, okay, whatever. But if you do reach out and they do respond and then like, oh my goodness, yes, I do remember you. How are you doing? You know, what's been, what's been going on since we last connected however many years ago, you can just restart the cycle, restart the, Hey, let's get to have a call and just swap what's new since we last connected and just start the cycle all over again. That's a good piece of advice. And what's your best way of reconnecting? Like, do you always say, let's do a zoom call? Is it face to face? What's your preference? You kind of need to read the room or drop a couple of suggestions and say, hey, I would love to see you in person if you're up for, you know, grabbing a tea or a nibble. But if if you're time crunched, if you want to do a Zoom instead, that works for me. So I like to give people options and they'll they'll self-select of what is best for them. And it also takes the pressure off. Because if you're like, hey, let's meet for dinner. And, you know, well, and that's a huge time commitment. Or they're like, I, don't, I haven't seen this person in like four years. And like my, my time is really valuable right now. 
I don't know if I want to commit to a whole dinner with this person. I don't even remember a ton about them. Then like that coffee date or that Zoom chat or even just a regular old phone call really works just to like get things going. And then you can decide, you know, how you want to meet up again after that. Okay. Now walk me through, you've, you've, you've grown, you've grown your network, you've done all the things you've done, you've maybe gone to 15 events in a year. So a maximum you have about maybe 45 new connections Mm -hmm. from a year of networking. Um, how do you keep a Rolodex? Like, how do you go? Oh yes. I met 45 people in different industries that I could leverage at any point, like for like, for they need something from me or I need something from them. Like, how do you remember them? Um, excellent question. I have been really good at this and really horrible at this all at the same time. And I think that's normal for everybody where there's times in your life where you're, you're really good at keeping in touch with your friends. And then there's times where you fall off the face of the earth and you, you don't. So on both sides, life happens. And so first off, give yourself grace. If you have not followed up with somebody in a really, really long time, and you're questioning whether you should or not, I always say, do it. Like their life probably went sideways too. (laughs) And, and the reality is, is they also didn't reach out back, right? If you didn't hear from them either in the same amount of time, it's okay. Right. It's just making that first step. How I do it is yeah, you keep a log. Like I don't trust my memory anymore for anything (laughs) because there's so many people there are so many different ways we communicate with people as well like oh wh- where was that conversation that i was having with so and so was it on whatsapp was it on facetime like oh like i message was it an instagram direct message was like wh- where did that conversation take place because there's so many platforms out there it is kind of hard to keep track of just like oh i'm just going to go check all my dms and go back to that conversation that we had or i'm going to just check my emails and scroll back and see where we left it off I kind of keep a log of just the conversation, when we chatted, what we chatted about, and then like how we actually, how that conversation happened. Was it a phone call? Was it an email? Was it what? So that at least that drugs my memory. So I know where to go back to that person and talk to them again, knowing that that's their platform of choice. Because some people, they only want to talk to you in email. <laughs> Right. Or some people are like, if you don't text message me, I am not like they don't talk. They don't reply to emails ever. And so if you actually want to talk to them and reach them, you need to text them. So I make little notes about that of like, what is their preferred communication method? And like, where do I normally talk to this person? So let me go back to that space where I I, and just pick up the conversation. So, yeah, you got to keep a log. I don't trust my memory anymore. And If you want to do it regularly, then I always block some time in my calendar each week to be like, follow up with, follow up with people. So there's going to be maybe 10 people that I can reach out to in an hour in my, in that one hour time slot that I said, and I'll either send them an email, send them a text message, drop them a LinkedIn thing. Maybe they, they posted something on LinkedIn. I'm going to go now comment on it. And then I'll just send them a DM and say, Hey, great post. Thanks for sharing that. Realize it's been forever since we've chatted. Wanted just to say, say hi, how you doing? And let me know if you're open to reconnect and, you know, and, and, and figure out if there's anything that, you know, you and I can support each other in. Great. So yeah, just keep a little bit of a log. 
Or if you tell somebody that you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to follow up with you in X amount of time, because in the moment they weren't, you know, it wasn't good, a good time for them to connect at the time, or, you know, you had a lot going on. You're like, I'm super busy with you, busy right now. Like, can, can we do this in three weeks? Then it's your responsibility to remember that you need to follow up with this person in three weeks. And so you got to write it down somewhere. That's a good tip. That's a good one. So would you say that networking has been, been a big part of your professional life as where you've gotten today? Networking has been a huge part of that. Absolutely. Because I am in the network marketing industry. It literally is a requirement of the job is to be somebody who networks and builds their network and cultivates their network. That's the only way to truly like grow in the industry and be of service of people is, is when you're talking to them and connecting with them. So yeah, it is not something that I enjoyed at the beginning for sure. Like networking was exhausting. It took a lot of time and a lot of effort and coming from an industry where you were just already thrown into a pool with all sorts of people that you, you know, needed to connect with or talk to or whatnot. And they were always just kind of available to you to a, a new pond where you actually needed to do that yourself. Yeah. It was a big shift and a big change, but it, it's so helpful and it's so helpful in all areas of your life because yes, they say your, your network is your net worth. And so someone in your network is going to be responsible for whatever future earnings you have, whether you're in, you know, an employee, this could be uh, somebody who's going to connect you to your future job, or this could be somebody who's going to connect you to your future client, or someone who's going to connect you to literally your future spouse or your partner, right? Like think about it, how so many people meet the, their personal partners is through their network, somebody introduced them. That's exactly what happened with me. Um, my husband and I got introduced by a mutual person in our lives. And so, yeah, your network is going to be really beneficial to you professionally for sure, but also personally. There are big, big benefits to growing a network of friends and colleagues and even acquaintances. Sometimes, you know, the biggest wins in a certain season of your life isn't coming from, you know, your besties. It's coming through somebody who you met at some event and you've had some on and off conversations with periodically over the course of a decade, but at the right time and the right moments, whatever, you know, is going to happen. And it's going to be coming from that acquaintance you met however long ago. I think you and I talked about this when you were talking about you're, when I was quizzing you, I guess I should say, on one of our mentorship sessions about like how to start a business and how to get referrals. Mm -hmm. And you were saying that sometimes it's not your best friend that will be the first person to refer you. And that's just because they're so close to you. It's that random person you met at a networking event that goes, okay, I want to give to you and I want to receive from you. So let me open my network up to you. And it's that second connection that ends up being almost sometimes so much more valuable than your closest connections because they've already opened a network to you. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we've always talked about. And it's been in the back of my mind for, I think we've known each other for 
five plus years at this point. Yeah. I think about five years ish. Yeah. 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 And so it's been in the back of my mind every time I go to a networking event that the person you meet there and the person that you connect with will be the person that opens up, like that will change your life in some way, professionally or personally, because they're opening up that new door that never existed before. Yeah. Like the mutual friend who held that birthday party. I, I'm not in touch with her anymore. I haven't spoken to her in probably four, four years, but because of her and her opening up her network and inviting all of us to that dinner, you and I formulated a friendship and a relationship that's benefited both of us over the last five years. You know, you became a customer. I started using your email services. Like I've, I've referred you to other people, you know, like it's just sometimes someone's role in your life isn't to be, as I said, the, the end game. It's there's literally just the link and the connection to the next, the, the next jump offs point. So they're like a lily pad for that frog. They just land on the frog and now they're going to like jump over here, but they needed you to be that lily pad to bridge the gap. I think that's the best way that we could end this session with that (laughs) piece of feedback, right? Because that's literally what it is to expand your network. You're finding people that are creating lily pads for you. Yeah. And, and just cultivate them and be grateful for them and do the same. Like I will open up my network for so many people because I know how important it is for others. So if you are shy about networking, get, get comfortable with it, my friends, it will bring so much into your life. And if you are somebody who has a really rich network and you value it, then opening it up to other people is also going to be a really big blessing. I'm not just saying open it up to any Joe Schmo for sure. Like you need to, your reputation is obviously really important, but if somebody who, you know, seemingly looks and acts in a way that, you know, you are comfortable introducing to your network and will represent in, in a light, then go ahead and do it. It it costs you nothing um, and it can mean the world to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Nikki, thank you so much for that. I loved reconnecting with you as always and, and going down memory lane and chatting about how you and I first met. How about you listeners? Did you enjoy that one today? I know so many people struggle with networks. So when Nikki brought this topic up, I said, yes, let's do it. And so if this resonated with you, please give it a like, a share. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you know somebody who is struggling with making more connections and networking, please, please, please share this episode with them. It may just help them figure out their very own. Now what? All right. We will see you next week for another episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.